Quarantinos and Quarantinis. Hey, my Quarantino, Quarantini, in giving you Quarantips tips for you in quarantine. I don't mean to make a joke out of it, especially if, um, actually I do, especially if you are having a little bit of a rough time right now. Take a moment and just own that you're having a rough time and that and that as shitty as this experience is for you right now through this whole crisis of uncertainty there's a little bit of a liberation if you can just kind of like step back and you can allow whatever is coming up and instead of making a story out of it you can actually turn it into like a blessing this is our work right now. This is our work right now is to make our connection with ourselves a priority. It's Sunday. It's lazy Sunday for me. I should be with my future partner, future bride, actually, within a couple of weeks. We should be getting married if it all works out. No idea how it's going to go baby on the way and I've been quarantined I haven't seen her for five weeks and I haven't had a hug in a very long time and here I am on Sunday connected to myself more than I've ever felt more grateful than I've ever felt in a situation that I have no control over and how do I get to that space how do we get there how do we get to that point where, hey guys, hey Erica, nice to see you. Joe, what's going on? Kelly, Caroline, how do we get ourselves with all of this going on to that space when we are, where we are actually genuinely, no bullshit, walking around with an open heart? Because that's how we are going to really thrive through this, right? This is how we're going to thrive through this. We're going to thrive through this because we're going to do everything we can when everything in my body wants to shut down and go into retreat and go into hiding which is what the masses are doing you because you're in this community and you've committed to something greater for yourself and you know that there's a little voice inside of you that calls you for something greater otherwise you wouldn't be you had you would have no business being on this broadcast you're in my universe for a reason and you have a universe of your own you're in my universe because I strictly correctly about 15 18 years ago calculated from where I was as this guy feeling a little stuck and depressed as a chiropractor wanting to make a bigger impact knowing that just dealing with low back problems and not going deeper with people was going to kill him. So what did I want? I imagined, where none of it was possible before I even had a website, that I would be leading a global community of self-healers. That was my vision. I didn't have know-how, but how was that possible when I'm just this chiropractor in, you know, Maple Ridge, BC? How do I get to that point? What's the, what's the steps? Because let me know if you can resonate with being somewhere and having this big vision and feeling lost at the steps feeling lost 
oh, what's the step? How am I going to get there? But how? Let me know if you're like a how, you, you have a how issue. Okay? This is why this conversation is so important. Okay? This is why this conversation is, is so important. You get, you have this vision, but now from where you are, how? How am I going to get there? I can tell you honestly, it's all about dropping in and recommitting to that vision and seeing how to manage my emotions with whatever is coming my way as I just keep it, even though it's a blizzard, I'm climbing. I just want you to imagine we're all climbing together. Like we're literally a team, a community of people going up Mount Everest. And the, the top of Mount Everest that we're all trying to summit is that experience of like connection. Connection to self, connection to universe, connection to love and partner, connection to abundance, connection to feeling of safety. Like this is literally what we're all going up together for. That's why you're in this conversation. And so we have to ask what's in the way? What's in the way? What's stopping me from getting there? And here's the answer. My inability to manage my own emotions. Because I'm here's the thing, I put that vision out when I was in 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 2006. I put it out there in 2006. I wanted this vision of leading a global community of self healers, and here I am. But in the path of that, I had a divorce. I had several failed relationships with the same pattern, kind of the narcissist codependent cycle with each one getting worse as my unconsciousness grew and my ego grew until a massive collapse like two years ago which had me then really start asking myself the questions that everybody's asking now it's like fuck am i ever grateful i went through that because i had to manage my emotions around suicidal shame I had to manage my emotions around not being able to look in the mirror and say I love you. I had to learn how to manage my emotions around having to take full ownership that I was the one that had my life being exactly as it is. And that as much as I wanted to blame her, that I was like, ah, do you know how disgusting that feels to look at? It's so painful to look at that most people would rather not, from my experience. But it's changing now. Most people wouldn't rather not. Then all of a sudden, coronavirus happens, and now my phone is ringing off the hook. People are all, all asking, Nima, I'm in a dark place right now. Yeah, no shit. It's now bringing up and kind of sifting and, and bubbling to the surface what we've all been suppressing. The conversations we're not having, this inauthenticity that's happening in our lives. We're literally pushed to the wall. We can't breathe unless what we speak is truth. We're tired of lying. This is what I'm observing from people. And this, this whole kind of coronavirus thing is exposing our lies, is exposing our incongruencies, is exposing the shit that we've been burying. And it's too painful to look. That's why it triggers you so much when you listen to me speak. 
because the truth is so fucking painful. The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. It will burn a hole through your soul. Until I was willing to look and just go, oh, and sit with those emotions of shame and actually cry them out. I cried more in a period of 11 months into doing this work, which really involves going back and healing this really is all about healing all of the parts of yourself you've been bringing with you. People messaging me, can you fix this? I have anxiety. I'm like, do you want me to help you with your anxiety? Okay, here's how you do it. But I'm having panic attacks. You know why? Because all of the broken parts behind you that you've been carrying with you, like there's a seven-year-old version of you right there. There's a 13-year-old one there. There's one that got fired from his job at 15, Nima. There's a two-year-old one, Nima. There's a 17-year-old one that was bullied because he was like he was uh, darker skin. Literally, I am walking around the world with them. And here's the truth. Everybody else can see it except me. <laughs> Same with you. Everyone can see your wounds, but you're unconscious of it. That's why it's so painful to look because when your family members are trying to tell you, you have a wall up, and then what ends up happening is you don't want to listen because it hurts too much. Then when you start to work and we take people through the process, they're like, <sighs> then they go have conversations with their families and they're like, you paid this guy how much? Hold, hold, hold on one second. You paid, wait, what? You paid this guy how much to tell you, to tell you what I've been telling you all along. And here's the distinction. If I was just telling them, then it's free because you've been telling them all along. Here's the skill is the reason why I paid the big bucks is because I help people discover it for themselves. I don't give it to them because I already see it when I see you. I see right through you when you're in my presence. That's why people avoid being in my presence. They can't lie. And when I can see you, immediately I know where those are. And so if you don't have the ability to really be okay with those wounds, first of all, know that they're there, okay? Because you don't, don't deal with them. You don't want to deal with them because it's uncomfortable because nobody taught you when you were a child. Nobody taught you. It makes sense that you don't know. So you'd rather deal with it. It's now coming to the surface. You can't not deal with it anymore. It's like right there. <laughs> and you can't run. And now everyone's getting triggered. Relationships are starting to come to the surface. The truth is coming out. And if you don't have the skills to be able to emotionally regulate yourself, which is our greatest constraint in life, not just mine, it's yours too, you then have other people experiencing life around you like not seen, not heard, completely having to feel responsible. And it's all because of your own unconsciousness because when you see and really see yourself give yourself what it is that you've been wanting other people to give you all of a sudden you start to break the cycle 
the cycle that went before you and see the wound of your parents were all related that what we discovered that that abusive moment that you had with the with 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 the with the kids in school Nima abusive emotionally abusive whatever I wanted to label it as that they were mean to me and they were this at that perfect moment I was exposed to this part of me that didn't feel good enough and that part is painful and he's hurt and he feels rejected and he hates himself because his skin is brown and he's looking on all of that and so what I'm what I'm doing is I'm literally getting into his world and I'm empathizing with him and once I empathize with him that part of me feels safer and seen and once they feel safe and seen I can then look and go do you remember those kids picking on you imagine what they were going through at home the feeling of powerlessness that they must have been going through the feeling of fear and all of the information that they were being downloaded by their parents and then they see you with your skin that totally must be conflicting for them and then all of a sudden you're able to empathize with your perpetrators and literally in that moment you break the drama triangle victim perpetrator hero as you dance in the drama triangle of life through all of these unconscious complexes trying to compensate for that little wound of my 15 year old that didn't feel worthy because I that wound would cause me to walk around and try to go extra to try to be liked completely abandon myself because that felt so shitty that instead of having compassion for myself it felt safer for me to just leave myself and then start looking at reasons why I just wasn't good-looking or wasn't you know worthy of love and so I could see that kid wanting so hard to be successful and then go into a school where he can excel and then prove that little voice wrong prove that voice that no he can do it right so much so that he goes and graduates chiropractic school to and goes and works in a clinic hate I hated the country I was in Stittsville Ontario I go and move and set up my practice where in Maple Ridge British Columbia Canada like redneck central the people that used to like verbally attack me for being brown and I go and I set that up and it's kind of like energetically now that I look at it is like oh I'm going back and that hero's journey completing that cycle and taking care of those people does that make sense taking care of the people that put me down the fact that I can go and love them was part of my healing can you see how that would make sense there's nothing wrong with that the trick is can I be consciously aware of that wounded part of me with me because you're bringing your wounded parts with you as well and the thing is in times like these these wounded parts become extremely sensitized in times like these and what's happening is you're mistaking the chaos around you and you're 
stuck in the illusion, losing money, stocks, market, da 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 da. Like, that's what I get in that illusion. The truth is, is that these guys, that whole illusion is trying to distract you, is distracting you actually from turning around and linking arms with all of them and then spending the next year really getting to know each and every part. Each and every part that you abandoned a long time ago that you didn't want to deal with that's been screaming at you all along for you to come home to me. Imagine a child waiting for their parent to come home. The amount of pain that that little like five-year-old feels when daddy doesn't come home. That's what's happening literally in your nervous system. This is the background noise that's ever present that we distract ourselves from constantly. I've just mind blown. I've been in quarantine and I'm like observing myself. I'm like, wow, I'm, oh, I just distracted myself. Wow, look at me. This is like, like a like a fucking gift <laughs> for me to be here. I've learned. I think I can't believe what I've learned in the last two weeks. I've successfully launched a Facebook group that has people really engaged and feeling like they're getting value out of it. When? I've learned how to create, transform my events that were like the bread and butter of my entire life. Because this is where I got to my magic and if I didn't get to see you, you didn't get to see me live, then you're really going to love me. I'm like, well, they can't, I can't go out and be loved. Fuck. Oh, no. What am I going to do if they can't love me? They're going to love me. I need them to love me. <laughs> what? I successfully found a way to take that magic of three days and turn it into five hours. If you were there last night, you cannot, you can not deny the amazing power of having 25 people collectively together consent that we're going to go on the road and climb together and try to meet each and as many parts of us that we fragmented from to bring them back home to us where true safety is as we desperately cling for safety on the outside this is the only one and when you do all of a sudden we had one couldn't afford it she literally was like, I can't. And, and she's been following me. She goes, oh my God, I have to do this for my kids. I don't want to pass this down. I'm going to show you how it gets passed down in just a moment where we talk about emotional incest. She goes, I don't want, it. I don't want this to get passed down. I'm like, okay. She jumps in to the weekend workshop yesterday and we got to all collectively watch her. Laura, if you're here, let me know. With the slowdown, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we basically got her to see and feel and touch her five-year-old inside. And it literally, while we watched her melt into the tears of that five-year-old, open her heart to the five-year-old and watch her physiology just go, Ooh. it's like she just returned home. It's like, oh, mom's home. Now I can sleep well. And she messages me the next morning. She goes, I've never slept so well in my life. Before bed, I was like messaging her, go, 
watch how you sleep tonight. Why? Because mommy's home. I can I can sleep now. And the the it's both beautiful and it's horrible at the same time. It's horrible because in this moment we realize how often we're disconnected from that. And it's everywhere. It permeates everything. Every one of us are putting on a mask because we've disconnected from that. So I was like, wow, when you actually do the flow, we changed the word from the work to when you actually learn how to flow, your relationships become very powerful because they become very intentional. And then now, the, the quality of the people in your sphere are less the complainers because we don't have time. It's like, all right, I get your complaints. Are you willing to take responsibility? They're the ones that are like, okay. Victim, this is what they all say. This is so good. One, this is the best part of it. One woman who has been abused again and again and again stands in her power and she's like, I've been playing the victim. And I thought they were this and they were monsters and they were narcissists and this, but I didn't, wasn't willing to look at myself. And when I looked at myself, I didn't like what I saw and I saw a lot of those same traits and I decided to fill my own cup rather than expect it from him. And then when I started doing that, I started seeing from his perspective, holy shit, he must have gone through to put up with my shit in my darkness. And then you start to see the amazing perfection of the union and your heart opens to the other person, genuine, genuine, genuine to the point where you can honestly say, wow, I, I would love to, I, you could be at my next wedding. <laughs> You know, like to feel that much connection still to my ex-wife that if she were to get married, I would want to go to her wedding. I would be like her biggest fan. I'm like, yes, thank you. You guys are, I'm so glad that you found that. I found it too. Like, could, could you believe the journey that we've gone through? I'm so grateful for the growth and mean it. Like you can feel if I'm not meaning it, like you, you feel it. It's in the body. And then when you do it, you start to get into your body and your life becomes three-dimensional. And you start realizing that everybody's in two dimensions. Everybody's fake. By the, hi, how are ya? How we're just like exclamation marks, exclamation marks. We're just addicted to the elation, which is half truth. And we don't know how to be whole in our bodies and present. So that when we have just real conversation that's not based on pretense, we don't know how to do that. When you learn that and you get into that body and you embody it, all of a sudden, conversations become rich. Conversations become about possibility. Conversations become about flow. They, they don't have an agenda. You just get into a con conversation just for the sake of playing and dance energy. It's like a mind fuck. Then you're like, oh my God, this relationship is here to just mirror me and me to just kind of co-create and kind of find intimacy and find it find a, you to trigger me your job is to trigger me so that I can look at myself to those unhealed parts of me and then go in and heal them myself instead of the unconscious relationship I used to have all my life in my up until my till now I'm 44 which was I'm looking for somebody who's going to not trigger me who's going to be responsible for making me grow up 
for making me do be seen and heard and supporting me yeah that's our childlike ways and it didn't start with us does this make sense it did not start with us it did not start with you where did it begin this is where I want to talk about potentially emotionally in, emotional incest now I warn you as I share this these pages happening in your body by the way this is what we do in our workshops only it's more interactive I'm flowing like this I'm getting your energy you're telling me something and then I go into the truth with it and it's very triggering and we all get triggered together and then we literally we regulate as it comes up it's a fucking spooky dance it's like a mushroom trip on 20 25 people going through a mushroom trip I am blown away by what just happened yesterday so you're getting the you're getting that version of it but it's like you're not engaged so you could just kind of like be sitting there but I urge you to look carefully with me imagine you are born and in that moment when you're born you realize that you are nothing without your parents like you can't survive like they're your survival needs so you start growing up and then start having these big feelings and at that moment you have an unconscious mind conscious mind that doesn't exist <laughs> you don't have a conscious mind you're pure unconscious like you don't know what you don't know and now from that space every single thing that you absorb gets downloaded into your nervous system as truth as fact without any story but we see the unconscious mind as the emotional mind and then it goes up into the mind and, and then it's trying to tell your brain what to make it mean it's like oh so it's like you're conscious mind is telling your conscious mind what's happening so that your conscious mind can now make meaning out of it so it all starts when you're pre-verbal and in those moments growing up if you have these emotions that come up and your parents don't know how to trigger proof themselves and self-contain and they're reactive in the moment and chaos is going on around them and they're not able to be to, to hold a space for you a safe container they will react to you and respond to you in ways and say things something sometimes like how did you do that why did you do that and all of a sudden you get these feelings that you've never felt but shame come up you're like shame fuck just from the energy shame which by the way the energy of that doesn't exist to the baby it was down and it doesn't exist in the mother it was downloaded from a shame story previously by the grandfather or the father to this person and then now down to you so the shame the emotion the trauma the story gets downloaded boom and then now you're four or five years old with a open wide open fucking unconscious mind getting messages and feelings that come up of shame and then the meaning you make is I'm bad I'm a bad person so in that moment the shame then you dis you fragment that moment where you conclude that I'm a bad person you've left your body think about that the conclusion is I'm a bad person before then you didn't have a conclusion about yourself you just had a feeling but then after the feeling you made a conclusion I'm a bad person now that's your first fragment fracture from your psyche and your soul and it happened again and again and again if you 
were and again if you had reactive parents and again if you saw a divorce again if you lived with trauma again if there was sexual abuse again and again and again and then all of a sudden you reach a place where you've lost connection with yourself okay you've lost connection with yourself and you're going to map merge with somebody and mate with somebody who has the exact same energetic level of disconnection from your, themselves because a fully connected person to themselves would be able to spot your disconnection and go ah you gotta go work on that because I'm not taking it on does that make sense a fully connected person so here's what's happened now that I'm I'm not saying I'm fully connected it's fucking day-to-day -day work it's a work in pro and I'm a work in progress I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination however I now feel more connected than ever and when I start seeing the women that I used to really merge towards because I was like addicted to the drama I now see it and I'm like ah I recognize it but I'm able to just I'm able to see it and spot it and then regulate myself and go ah, I see you ah I see you so I'm able to spot and walk with that part of me not shame it not make it wrong but just be like ah, 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 I see you brother you're lovable you don't have to prove yourself you don't have to fix that one you don't have to fix that one to make you to, to be okay to be important you're important just as you are I'm able to do that okay and it's practice and every time I get an opportunity to practice does that make sense and why would I want to do that because as I've been able to do that I've been able to trust myself more as I've been able to do that I've been able to feel so worthy of being like trusting because I'm like wow I got me I'm not gonna abandon me so that I need to get it there because the only reason why I need to get it there is because I've abandoned me and so as I do that now I've met a partner who's as connected the moment I met her I was like Vroom. and you know what that's like it's not like physical appearance only like she's beautiful like I was like oh damn mm. she's cute but it's like I, I, I was just it wasn't like it wasn't just that she was like damn but it was like there's something about her presence it's like literally wavelength you're in the same that's what happens let me know if you've ever experienced that's when you've met somebody in your exact energetic field to give you the exact lessons that you need on your next season that's what that means and so now because we know that and she was able to be on the workshop yesterday and we got to help I like as she does the work of joining with her younger self and get connected with her younger self and she told me something today it absolutely fucking broke my heart in a beautiful way I asked her I said how did you like the workshop yesterday those of you who are on it I asked her how'd you like the workshop yesterday did you meet your little girl the little girl that you had kind of dissociated from yes did you tell her how how proud you are of her and she starts crying and she goes she was sitting right next to me with her hand on my belly
I have never in my entire life had that level of intimacy with somebody before. I didn't even think it was possible. But the fact that I have it, somebody like me can have that, I promise you, you can too. I promise you. I promise you, you can too. I guarantee it. Because all your darkness and shame and all of these things from your story, I believe you. I believe you because I've lived them too. I have shameful things as well. And my judgment on myself is causing me to fragment from myself and is destroying my intimacy. All of your unhealed traumas are destroying your intimacy in your relationship right now and you're blaming it on your partner. I'm just letting you know. I can I can I can back that up. <laughs> I can back that up with only a million case studies. It's just so the pattern is so obvious, it's not toxic. I, I use that language a lot so that I can resonate with people who are in that so that I can wake them up and say it's not actually toxic. It feels like shit, but there's an order to the volatility. There's an order to the volatility. If you can look an overview perspective and look that you're part of a path of intergenerational trauma trying to reunite with one another. Trying to reunite with one another. This is really what we're here to do. Like the, the, the chaos is, is begging for us to reunite with one another. We have that opportunity. But it's impossible without first me reuniting with myself and then looking around and going, oh my God, no wonder everyone's in fucking chaos. They need my help. I don't have a judgment. You know, I see a woman outside screaming, ah, fuck you. Or, or all of a sudden, this is what happened. This guy comes up. I don't know, because I have, there's a lot of homeless people walking around fuck you right here and whoa and one time I had my my girlfriend with me and this guy comes up and he's like fuck you and I'm like whoa and immediately it's like you like because I saw my girlfriend get startled I saw uh, my fiance excuse me and then I choose girlfriend at the time and then and I was just like and then I was like whoa pause 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 take care of you first and then to be able to get to the place where I see through his wounds and I don't judge him for it. He is who he is. He he doesn't actually have control over that. And it's like, fuck, okay, so I, how, instead of sitting there playing victim, go, how do I solve this? We got to go upstream and we got to awaken humanity to the reality that all of these triggers are gifts. All of these triggers are gift for us. They're an opportunity for us to look if we're if we're open, if we're committed. Because that's the only way you get through it. Getting through it. Yeah. This is how it happened with your new man. Yes, Shannon. And you came in. Ah, Shannon, you want to write down? You came in in a divorce. I convinced you beyond your um, wishes to get to the overview experience. And you healed a big reconnected with a really deep part of yourself and now look at it this this is what happened with your new man oh interesting right you start to invest in your own healing 
instead of expecting that motherfucker to do it for you. And all of a sudden, what didn't doesn't resonate with that same level starts to fall away. And for the for the for the good of all, by the way, for the good of all. And then it leaves you with an opportunity. And now here we are in the same crisis. And we're there. And we're now aware of the past that you've been living. If you had a pattern growing up, if you, hey, Laura, I talked about you earlier, so you got to go back and watch. By the way, that was a beautiful reconnection uh, to your younger self, Laura. It was so touching. And uh, I still remember it. It's like the day after, and I'm kind of like processing because I'm going through a lot of emotion too. We moved 25 people through a lot of emotion, and there was some deep healing work that happened. And, and the next day, you feel a little bit tired. So we were talking about this, that moment of authenticity versus approval. Usually, if it happens, and then you have a child with this partner, Here's what can happen. Let me know if you can resonate with this as a child. You have this situation where a mother and a father have a fracture in their relationship. Divorce, separation. And then one of the parents starts to replace the romantic partnership from the relationship to a child or when they're 13 or whatever, dealing with mom's divorce, the child becomes the therapist and the new man and the new husband. Okay, they call this emotional incest. A child, 13-year-old boy, takes on this role and now he's the man of the house and looking after her, he becomes the caretaker. And this is all happening when your conscious still is open to all the beliefs beliefs of you're not good enough, beliefs of you're not worthy of love. And so now, he only quell those beliefs, how? By just taking care of mom, doing everything he can to not feel that belief of I'm not a good person, I'm a bad person. Come on, you got to take care of your mom. You got to take care of your mom. You got to take care of, oh, you got to take care of your mom. And everyone, his father, everyone, you got to take care of your mom. And then she's dumping on him and all of it and this is by the way I just got off call with somebody very successful executive in New York and this is exactly what he's dealing with just constantly emotionally having to look after okay do whatever and what happens is you fracture from yourself and he walked around in his entire life living living in the world of I need to buy love I gotta take care of mom because who I am at my core isn't valuable and you just literally consistently I'm not worthy I'm not worthy of love and I have to buy mo mo mom's I have to fix it buy mom's love so guess where he's at gets married because of mom constantly being catered to there's this code she's the narcissist he's the codependent he's enabling she comes in and tries to control his entire life. Let me know if this is resonating. Okay? Let me know if this is resonating with you. She comes in and tries to control every part of his life, including triangulates, 
ultimately, not just because of that, but in partial part in that, that creates destruction and upheaval in the relationship because he doesn't have the skill to navigate that and trigger-proof himself to all of that and know how to heal from that. The relationship goes bust and then he goes insane. Relationship goes bust. He then gets a windfall. His business partners bought him out and all now millions of dollars. He's just recently divorced and he has this implanted in his brain is who you are at your core is not worthy of love. You must buy it from mom. You must buy it from the feminine to feel worthy. Guess what he did after he just got that? Oh, and he lived in Miami. Take a wild guess. What would you, what would you do if you're... <laughs> Divorce, just recently divorced, rich, with all your darkness and living in Miami. Hmm, let's see, what would I do? Uh, what would I do? He did that. He did exactly that. And ultimately, it just didn't work. And so now he's found this amazing woman, feels that finally mom will approve of. He's doing this. Finally, she's Indian. Okay, the other girl was white, she hated her, whatever, she called her a whore, whatever. Okay, got it. I don't want you to be with those whores. Okay, got it. Don't want you to be with those white whores. That's what they say. That's what brown people say, by the way, FYI. <laughs> this is what brown people say. He goes, don't go with those white whores. Okay, this is, this is what they say. From their perspective, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's so funny. I can I could totally see that. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Finally, I found a gorgeous like she's like Bollywood star because it'll look good because it'll cater to my ego because I still feel unworthy of love. So I got to show. I got to do private jets. I got to do penthouse suite and so on. I'm like listening to this this guy. So, um, he's talking all this stuff. I'm starting to get triggered. I'm like, this guy is me. <sighs> this is what I, this is this, the coolest part that I know that I can help so many people is because I see myself in so many people. Whenever they tell me, I'm like, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> Whereas coaches that are like, oh, judging you, they can't help you. The people who can actually join, you want to be led by someone who can join you first, not shame you. I was once shamed into a uh, coaching conversation. So um, anyway, where was I? <laughs> he basically discovered that he's following these patterns. And in that moment, he realized he's like, shit, fuck, this is the same pattern. I'm like, have you done work on this? He goes, no. I'm like, can you see why you have anxiety? He's like, oh, because I've been getting treatments for anxiety. And this is the thing. This is what I want you to get. Don't waste your time treating the anxiety. The anxiety is not the problem. The anxiety is actually very wise. It's trying to wake you up to a fragmented part of you. Anxiety is a contradiction. Anxiety comes from a contradiction in your psyche. Uh, there's a deep, authentic truth of who you are, and then there's how you're living from it. And then there's a story of why you're not because you're afraid to be liked. 
people guilt. And this is his life. And he was like, fuck. I had no idea. I'm like, no. This is called awakening. This is called unconsciousness. Hopefully, here's the thing. He didn't do the work after his divorce. He didn't wake up after his divorce. He didn't do he he didn't wake up. So it it it's inevitable. It you gotta get to that, that there's a fragmented part. So guess what we did on the call? I took him back to that scene where he first fragmented from himself, that thirteen year old boy. And and he went in and he looked in his eyes and I got him to see it and he was like looked in his eyes and he was like what do you want to say to him he goes you don't have to buy love anymore I'm like boom now I guarantee you all of his friends and family have been saying that to him for ages just like your friends and family are trying to point you to your truth but he couldn't see it until he could literally go in to that 13-year-old boy and go, dude. And you see the difference in his body. It's like, you don't have to, there's a difference. This is the two-dimensional bullshit that you see out there. You don't have to uh, do it anymore, kiddo. I love you. Versus, to do this anymore you look him in the eye and you're like you're worthy just for being you you don't have to chase it on the outside I'm here now I've come home. like you're talking to a child I've come home I've returned I'm here you don't have to buy love anymore I was like tears and me, myself, I'm managing my own emotions as I'm listening to this. And so, because I'm talking to myself, and I can see it. And that's why I love this work, because as I guide you through it, I'm actually guiding myself. This is so meaningful. I can't be even, I can't believe I get paid to do that. You know, I can't believe that that's my gift. That's my, like, one thing that I'd like, it's like my billion problem. It's like, how, can you solve a billion dollars worth of problems for humanity? I'm like, yes, this is a billion dollar issue. Because look how much cash. I'm like, how much did this cost you, this buying love? He's like, fuck, in my divorce, I just needed her approval. So I just gave her everything. I like basically gave it all away. I'm like, I know, I did the same. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm talking to myself. <sighs> Can you see it was because you were dis, dis, disconnected from that guy, that little guy? Yeah. I said, all right, all right, stymie this problem that you're having currently with your mother where you're realizing that she's interfering with your life. You need to cut her off. You've been paying her, living in like a million-dollar property, literally being her sugar daddy. He's become her sugar daddy. This is emotional incest. He's become his mother's sugar daddy. He's calling me. It's like, what do I do, man? And I'm like, all right, let's find out what you do. I took him through this process and what comes through, and then I walked him. I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You tell me what you're going to do. And what I got him to do was he locked arms with that 13-year-old, and then he approached his mother. 
and then I said, okay, frame it that way. I want you to frame the conversation in a businessman. He understands lingo, so I talked to him in his lingo. All right, you're now locked in arm in arm with that guy, whispering in his ear the whole time. You don't have to buy love anymore. You don't have to buy love anymore. That, with him in mind, what does the conversation look like with mom? And then he was just like in tears. He's like, oh, I know exactly what to say. He was calm and centered. He goes, right when I get off this call, I'm going to call them on FaceTime and just say, guys, talk. Listen, <sighs> something's been really bothering me. All of this time that we've had these interactions, I realized that I've been trying to buy your love because there's a 13-year-old boy inside of me that feels that without... Um, that feels that I have to buy it in order to be worthy of love. And I was just conditioned that way. And it's causing this dynamic between us and I'm constantly resentful and I don't feel appreciated. And how can I? Because I haven't really appreciated myself. And so I want to give you this little lump sum and I'm going to say this is where it's over. I'm not going to you know, I'll hear this is my final payout and I'll help you on the street, but I'm just going to now back away and empower you and know that how difficult that is for me to do and see if we can do it in a way that we can all still have a relationship. Because I have it that you're not going to want to be, you're not going to want to be my mom if I don't pay you. Imagine that. Because he had it that she won't listen. But if you shift the conversation from a place of super-duper self-empathy that only comes from being able to sit with your little guy or little one in those difficult moments, kind of like coronavirus, are you able to sit with that little one and go, I know what's happening, I know it seems scary, but you're, you're going to get through this, look where we got. So as he's talking to them, he's energetically connected with, you don't have to buy your love. You don't have to buy your love. And that literally shifted. He goes, I know exactly what I'm going to say. His stuckness was gone. His anxiety was gone. He was in his body. Why? Because You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma it didn't start with you but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work see you at the next perfect time because he joined that 13 year old and gave him a voice and that is my work, our work.
this community's work. This is why you're here is because you intuitively know that. You intuitively know that there's shit going on around you and you intuitively know that you can't keep hiding from your feelings. And it's exposing how you don't have a great relationship. And it's exposing how you don't like the people you're around. And it's exposing all of your weaknesses. And it sucks. Your scarcity is coming up. All of these are your scarcity. Ah, what is that? That's Oh, that's a five-year-old version of you who, you know, went to bed at night without eating dinner, went to bed hungry. That is probably showing up big time. That's going to show up in, that's called scarcity trauma. And it can be healed and it's a work in progress. But that then keeps showing up everywhere. And here's the problem. If you don't heal it, that kid will grow up to make $100 million a year, which I've worked with people who make that much. And you'll still get on a call with them and they'll be like, I feel like it's all going to be going away. And I'm like, dude, you're worth $200 million. And you're, you're calling me? And you're actually, you're actually have the audacity to hire me to get on a call with you, to try to nurse you, to convince you that you have enough money, that you are enough. This is everywhere. This is the real pandemic. Disconnection from self. I lived that way for my first 43 years. And James Hollis says the first half of life is a gigantic mistake. Of course it is you are the product of intergenerational trauma and you don't even know that you are and all of a sudden you wake up you get into emotionally incestuous relationship and you're like how did I get here and then you're like oh I literally have to instead of sitting here angry at mom why can't she figure it out I literally have to get myself out of it that's why I get into overview look at the entire system and how it's all perfectly ordered find your place in the system Learn how to manage the emotions like guilt when you step out of the system. If you've ever left a religion, oof. if you ever left Catholicism, if you ever left the faith, if you've ever left Jehovah's Witnesses, if you've ever left the Mormon church, if you've ever left the church and all of a sudden had this system, this framework that you were supposed to live by and you got out of it, I salute you. I salute you and I see you. I want you to know. Because that's scary. Because you're literally walking around that five-year-old thinking you're a bad person. And you're suppressing. And the thing is you're sit by doing all this freedom shit. And yeah, I'm free, I'm free. What you're doing is, yeah, I'm going to go free love. Kind of like a you know, son of a preacher man and daughter of preacher's daughter. <laughs> Why? Because this repression, they go out and express it. They have to express it. Because they haven't given space to feel the, the hurt and the sheer confusion of not having their own vision validated. It's trauma. That's a version of trauma. Now, trauma is just any overwhelming stimulus that's beyond the, physio the, the unconscious mind's ability to adapt. Who taught a little child how to adapt to that feeling of, you should go to church. I'm a bad person. Oh, I'm a bad person. We're literally conditioned. It's so in your programming. 
asleep in the matrix working for a system until you realize you have an ability to see yourself in the matrix see the family and then all of a sudden you can heal the family I had a beautiful conversation with my father today it was very connected I got to actually stop and just see from his perspective and help regulate him I'm like how am I going to be a contribution to him instead of a victim to his narcissism all the time if I continuously see him that way guess what I'm gonna to attend to specific evidence that's gonna support my belief that oh there's more evidence of course he isn't that's the power of my choice of frame that I put in so watch what happened when I shifted my frame of a coronavirus which many what frame are you participating in check this frame out a coronavirus that has been brought into your life to help you recalibrate your unconscious matrix that you've been living under you now have a choice to which way you want to calibrate it this is exciting and it's scary we're going into the unknown will you go towards your heart that's going to guide you it will emerge through you it flows through you and it creates a state of flow so that when you're doing your work it's flowing through you people can see that you're actually in the moment you're using everything from the environment as part of the expression it's a portal I just love teaching you how to get there because your health is on the line your family's health is on the line you're gonna turn around and then create the same emotional incest cycle on your children <laughs> you're gonna basically assign to them roles that they don't want or necessarily as congruent with them but they'll have to abide by it simply because their survival needs are met is that inspiring or would you rather got learn how to guide them into their truth that's an adventure that takes work that is what I look forward to to learning learning and mastering how to guide a child consistently back to themselves instead of fragmenting from one another true parents that's the next thing I've already I haven't written the first book yet I've already planned the second and when you get to that place in your heart all of a sudden a future emerges you're like whoa this is big what what's big people all over the world waking up that they want to take part and they're gonna show up in a community and they're gonna show up and do the flow together and then they're gonna get into communication with one another and help each other regulate one another and they'll use language that is consistent with empowerment like hey I'm in a dorsal vagal shutdown right now <laughs> and I really need a hug <laughs> can you imagine that that's conscious relationship you know kids that can throw a tantrum and me a child that can throw a tantrum and me being able to not look around and go fuck is this making me look like a bad father shit oh fuck they're gonna think I'm a bad father oh I can't I can't handle the feeling of everybody thinking I'm a bad father fuck you little kid do you see how it happens
this is it. This is what's at stake. I have a vision of people actually committed to taking ownership for that so that the next generation can have it so that my child can have a world where he pisses, he breaks something, something valuable for me that normally in my 20s would have made me want to throw my fucking... But for me to be able to, without suppressing the wound, but acknowledging it and not downloading the shame and my scarcity onto him. Because that's what it would happen. That's how the cycle gets broken. Because his little kid, all completely unconscious mind is on. His conscious mind is offline. Everything he's learning in this moment becomes fact. So what are the facts that I want to put in? What's the information that, that I want to put in? It's what I've been doing to myself over the last few years. The same information that I've been giving to myself. Nima, it is possible. Nima, yeah, you can do it. It's okay to be misunderstood. It doesn't mean anything about you. It's okay that they're saying that about you. You can still love. I can see how much that hurts you to hear those things said about you, but I got you. Keep going. That, that has nothing. No. Literally, I'm doing that conversation with me. It's like you create your own, instead of your inner critic, your inner parent and inner coach starts going, you fucking got this. And all of a sudden, you wake up and you love what you do. You're connected to your heart. You're connected to your feelings. Your conscious relationship you've ever been in. And now you're about to have a family. And then lead a community of people who just attended your live training. Minds were blown and ready to take this on. And come back and do it again and again and bring friends. They're like, ugh. And next week I'm like, okay, breath work. I'm going to do a breath work. Two and a half hour breath work session for $5. And what you're going to get is coaching. I'm going to coach you into your heart. Coach you into your body. I'm going to teach you that you probably don't breathe 90% of the time. I'm going to teach you how to get back into that. So that's basically what we're doing next Sunday. I'll drop a comment in the I'll link in the comment. And the way to unlock that emotional incest, which is what we talked about earlier, you just have to go back to that younger self that we just I just showed you with my colleague there. Walk with them consistently with your conversations, but you first must connect with them first and all of the unhealed parts. And they're just begging for you. They're waiting for you. They're like, please come home. Please come home. And you know that. That's why there's this tug inside of you to answer it. But the fear of going there is what stops you. And I know because that's most people, most men, by the way. That's why men are like resistant. They hate my guts. That's not true. A lot of men are level of consciousness. A lot, those guys hate my guts. The men that are like actually in the conversation are like, whoa, this is blowing my mind and it's changed the way I up for my family. Thank you. Thank you for seeing my marriage. You know, they're the ones that pop. Those are the people that I want to see because our children's lives are at stake. Reminding you, I'm just going to sign off now and I'm just reminding you that um, you're going to be just amazing. 
so long as so long as you're willing to do the necessary hassle work of connecting to that inner voice that you might have lost your mojo from your connection to and you're willing to connect to that and then make it a part of your reality because there's never been a better time than through crisis to do that to make that reconnection and then what happens is here's the problem when you're out of it and you're in this amazing place do you want to know what a next challenge will be your ego because you think you just you got it all figured out and when you dissociate from yourself and you're like oh I don't have to do that work anymore I've made it guess what happens pride before the fall boom and you get that next one you're like fuck oh my god this is for real I, I literally must have the highest good of all in mind but first I must have the good of myself covered resourced so that now as I'm sharing with you these tools as I'm sharing with you a shift in your awareness that's gonna totally radically look my job on every call is to give you a new set of goggles where the world is trying to force their goggles onto you mine is for you to really get connected with the goggles that you have that you can design every single time and it starts with you connecting with yourself can I get you to put your hand on your chest and we're gonna just get you into a meditation sending you off to bed or in the evening a thin Chelsea it's good to see you Avon what's up deep breath in surrendering the exhale it's good to have you you're welcome just feel your body right now can you give space to that part of you that's scared? The one that's looking for someone to rescue them? Can you just stop looking and just go inside and just say, hey, I'm here? The part of you that, you know, was really maybe having a rough go in childhood that this is bringing up, whether it's a financial issue, whether it's a relationship issue, this is bringing up chaos from having to be a caretaker of other people and not being able to f really adequately fit it and you see that coming up feel that can you give it space to breathe and tune in for a minute and see ask that version of you right now what do you need from me the most feel your shoulders just relax as you join them what do you need from me Mine's just said to play, to be playful. Now, your work now is to just connect with that and then go and be that. With that wound, that part of you in mind. That's the key. Can you do it with that part of you in mind? Can you walk that part of you around and go, look at what you've made, look at what you've created? Before all of this catastrophe, you actually made it through. You didn't. You're doing fucking really well. And see the world through their eyes. And what you're doing is you're shifting your perception, your goggles now, through to the other side, through the portal of gratitude. Genuine gratitude, if you can do it from the eyes of that wounded child. And what you see around. 
the gratitude of that. Drop that into your body and really feel the gratitude of your current reality compared to that little one that didn't think that they could get through. And take that exact connection and communication with you moving forward. And wishing you a good night and a really great sleep. Set an intention before you wake up in the morning. How do I want to sleep tomorrow? How do I want to sleep tonight? How do I want to feel when I wake up? What are the three things that I would love to do right away? I want you to visualize and game plan. Be intentional with your time. How would this time be well spent? My time tonight, I'm packing. Let's go home back to Victoria, which is exciting. I get to see my sweetheart. It's been quarantine is done, and I'm so grateful for it. And uh, I'm grateful that you're here with me that you shared the time here with me because sure beats just keeping my gifts locked up and I want to help you unlock your gifts